Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Um, I heard a very emotional plea yesterday from uh, Linda Murray, who uh, uh, owns and runs Huckleberries in Navan. Um, it's a small play centre for children. And and her plea was very emotional, by the way, to politicians yesterday in relation to the cost of insurance and liability insurance. And I have her on the phone as well. Linda, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, and thanks so much for having me on. I'm, I'm delighted. Linda, I, I heard your emotional, and it was an emotional plea. I know you got very upset at the start, but because you were thinking of not only your livelihood, but the children in Navan, who you say this is the only play centre they have now, Huckleberries. Uh, the other one is closed, and you're closing down. Yeah, exactly. And I think just as I was kind of trying to explain about um, my business and what's happening, I think when I thought about my staff, it actually just tipped me over the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't have a high staff turnover. Um, my staff come and they stay and they're just legends, all of them. Um, and they're dependent on, on me and our customers and our business for their mortgages and um, putting themselves through college. We would have a lot of, as you can imagine, you know, in the leisure industry, part-time uh, yeah, people young, coming in at weekends. Staff, exactly. Yeah. Um, putting themselves through college. So, um, yeah. I mean, can you describe to people for First of all, what Huckleberries is and what you sure. believe it means to the community to have Huckleberries there, as well no as being problem. a business, of course, for you. Yeah. But what it means to them. Of course. Um, so Huckleberries Den, I opened it six years ago. Um, it's a small, it's only about 5,000 square feet um, play centre in Navan. So a play centre is like, you know, where you'd have soft play, uh, ball pools, um, slides. You'd come and have your kids' parties. You do arts and crafts with parent and toddler mornings. On a rainy day, the place is packed with kids running around. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, at weekends, the kids' parties. So it's a really just nice, warm environment. The structure is placed in such a way that all the parents can kind of sit all around it. And, and no matter where they're sitting, they can see the kids playing. And I know I have three kids, and I've ventured many a time into similar-type venues where it's great to get out. The kids can go off and run off in a reasonably safe manner, and you can sit and actually have a cup of tea in peace. Exactly. So. That's the way you'd like to think of it being. You want the parents to be able to come in and relax, do you know the way, and have yeah. the kids run around. Um, but now we're, we're nearly saying to parents as they come in the door, now, just so you know, you have to supervise your children. I mean, you don't even want to be saying that to them. You want them to be able to relax. But mm. you're, fa- you're forced into this nature where you're afraid of your life that if some child bumps into another one while they're running through the structure or running around the structure, that the bang heads and you're going to have a claim. And that's, unfortunately, that's the reality that we're living in. And in that play centre, of course, running a business like that, you have to be very conscious of the fact that, you know, nuts and bolts, poles, everything has to be covered with cushion and everything has to be made so that you can reduce any kind of negligence on your behalf Absolutely. for a child having an accident. Yeah. But the problem is accidents will still happen. Accidents will still happen. You couldn't go into a safer place than a play centre. Um, we have to have uh, certification on our health and safety and on our structures. We have to have our HR policies right. We have to have our risk assessments right. We can't even get insurance without, without any of those things. So before you come into our centre, somebody external has come in and checked out everything to make sure it's safe. So we're a very safe environment. We do everything we can to protect children. But... They can bang heads. They can yeah. come down a slide awkwardly. They can trip going into a ball pool. They can, like they twist, can, their the yeah, they they can, can twist their ankle. Yeah, they can twist their ankle. Yeah, break their and leg. Where, exactly. And where it hasn't been negligence on behalf of the centre, um, I would just urge people not to claim off the centre. because See, what this happens, is what I don't understand in this current culture that we live in. Like, I'll give you an example. Yes, I yeah. read in the paper that a young boy, uh, his tennis ball went over into a development, a oh, housing that's right, development. Yes. He climbed over a wall, mm-hmm. threw the tennis ball back, was climbing back over the fence again. He fell and ripped his arm. He got a couple of stitches left with his scar. The judge gave him 40 grand. That's exactly right. Now, now, yeah. 
he shouldn't have been in there. We had last year, we had a girl uh, cl- holding on to the side of a Lewis. Uh, she shouldn't have been doing it. She was, as we used to call it years ago, nabbing. Uh, I don't know what they call it now, Lewis surfing or something, yeah, where they surfing. jump onto the yep. side of it. Completely yep. illegal to do. She fell off and she hit her head. She got a half a million. Yes. So these are the kind of problems. We, we had a little kid ran into a post in Blanchardstown Shopping Centre. That's right, yeah. And I don't know how much that kid got. 30,000. 30,000 euro. I mean, yeah. we have to have the post there to stop cars mounting the footpath. Exactly, path. exactly. And how many other kids have run around? And how many other kids probably did bang their head off those posts? But that's life. Yeah, I fell off you know the wall of a hospital because I was climbing stupidly exactly. when I was about 11 and I have a scar on my leg. I didn't sue anybody. Do you know what? When we, when you and I would go and sit with our friends or sit in the pub, you'd say, oh yeah, I got that scar when I fell off my bike. I got, got that scar when I fell off my scooter. I got that scar playing football. In 10 or 15 years time, it'll be, yeah, that scar was 20 grand. That scar was 30,000. And that's the society that we're living in. And we can't keep going like that. Yeah. We, you you want to wear your, ba- your scars like badges of honour, not wrapping our kids up in cotton wool and thinking, oh no, I'm going to blame such and such because my child banged their head or got a bruise and I'm going to try and get money out of it. So, so the problem is with an adult going into court looking for compensation, there's always a to and fro one, right? But when a child goes in or when an adult goes in representing a child, it's not about are they going to get money, it's how much they're going to get. Because no matter what happens, even if it's not your fault, Linda, or it's not anybody's fault, they're going to get money, aren't they? Unfortunately, when it comes to a minor, judges, our judicial system in Ireland seems to side in, in a lot of cases on the side of minors. Now, I definitely have seen a turn and a change in that. But unfortunately, only 6% of all our cases now will actually get to court. Um, so although this judge is throwing out some cases and really looking into it, only 6% actually get there. A lot are settled. And the reason that they're settled is, if you think, if, if you think an insurance company is a business like everything else, mm-hmm. right? An insurance company looks at a case and goes, oh, I okay, I can see this business isn't negligent. I can see they didn't do anything wrong. But However, if this goes to court, it's going to cost me thirty thousand in legal fees and whatever else fees. So just but if give I just them the give money. the child ten yeah. grand, then we're all then we're in a win-win. I know. And unfortunately, that's what's happening. I had a very similar situation years ago. I worked in the nightclub industry, and a girl claimed that she fell on a cocktail stick um, and twisted on her a ankle. cocktail stick on a cocktail stick and twisted her ankle. Right? It was cocktail umbrella, actually. You know, there's a cocktail umbrella. Yeah. And we had no record of her being in the nightclub. There was nothing on camera. Yeah. She'd never reported anybody. And again, the insurance company said, "Look, just give her ten thousand. Yeah, that's. It's that's it. It's going to cost you 15 in excess on your policy anyway or something like that. Yeah. So the bottom line is your insurance has now gone up 1,000%. Yeah, so when I opened, I paid 2,500 in insurance. Last year, I paid 16,500. I had to stick out a personal loan to pay it. And this year, I've been advised that I, that I will not get insurance. But if I did get it, it would be in the region of 26,000, which would be over 1,000%. But that's not unusual, Niall. That's the way it is across the length and breadth of the country in the leisure industry. I know we point out it's not just the ledger industry as well. You've got bars and nightclubs and and restaurants and hotels. They're all paying exorbitant prices for public liability insurance. 100%. And what we're having to do, um, and I know the the pub industry, etc., everyone's trying to look at at what way we can get insurance. Um, But what we're doing as an activity group, we formed a group called PALI, which is Play Activity in Leisure Ireland. We formed it a month and a half ago. We now have over 50, between 50 and 60 businesses on there. And we've put ourselves, um, or marketing ourselves as a group to the UK insurance market to try and but get insurance turned, out of the group. A lot of them have turned you down already, have they? There's still, there's still a couple in the fold. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But now the insurance companies of Ireland, this is what they're saying. They're saying for every euro they take in, they're paying out 112. And that they lost 350 million last year. They disagree with your synopsis of the whole situation. And they say it just isn't a profitable business to insure li- for liability because of the awards that the courts are paying out currently at the moment and the uh, personal assessment board. Uh, and they've also disclosed that they made 200 million in profit in the last in the last year. So they're doing very well. Um, what I would argue in that is I'm looking at what our group is about, and that's leisure businesses. 
that have high, sa- high safety, high, high risk assessments and really look after their customers. And in our group, which is very well run businesses, we paid 5 million in, in premiums in the last five years. Our claims and reserves came to 1.1 million and only 20% of those have been paid out. So there's 4.8 million sitting somewhere in someone's Bank an escrow account somewhere. Exactly. They're, right. some, they're sitting somewhere and we can't get insurance and we're told they're not profitable. I'm not disagreeing with the overall picture of what um, the, the people from insurance are saying, but I'm telling you what I'm saying from our industry. We are profitable and we can't get insurance. I don't know whether we're being bunched in with some, some so other what, type so of So, Melinda, what are you going to do? Because you can't, you can't borrow again, can you? No, no, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pay any more than, than what I paid last year. Because well, so, your business just wouldn't be profitable. It wouldn't, it wouldn't no, it's only small, Niall. It, you know, yeah. it is only small. And like people pay in between six, seven and eight euro into Huckleberries. That's for an hour and a half of play. Yeah. So I'd be a long time. I'd need an awful lot of kids in. <laughs> You're not going to be a millionaire. No, no. I, no, no, but I mean, I'd need an awful lot of kids in to pay back 26,000. So I'm hoping the group scheme works. And if that doesn't work, we're going to go down the self-insure route. Put it this way, Niall. I'm not going down. I'm not going out without a fight. We're doing all we can to stay in business. Now, and when you say self-insure how does that work so with self-insurance um, you would uh, work us through um, a reputable big insurance company and you would put uh, everybody in your group would put X amount into a fund into and a you would handle all your claims yourself which actually isn't a bad thing because we actually don't get notified about the claims um, we get notified that they're in but you don't get involved in the process or the fight can, can I ask you Linda by the way in the time that you've been in business have you had many claims yeah I've had to, I've one pending and I've one closed Right, okay. And is that in the whole time that you've been open? In the, no, that's in the last five years. On so the, in the, the whole time, time I've been open, I've had three. Okay. And can, can you remember offhand? I know you can't talk about individual cases and what happened to those individuals, but roughly how much has been paid out on those three? Um, so, uh, so far paid out is 31,000. Like, well, it's not too bad at all, actually. I, I was expecting to say a lot more than that. So no, it, no, yeah. no, no, all our that's the thing. <laughs> all yeah. our centres, um, it's all it's all small payouts, um, yeah. and and none of them went to court. And you would have loved if they did, because in uh, both cases, I was completely not negligent. So, um, and I don't mind, and no business minds where a business has been negligent or yeah. where if the floor it, is wet or you leave if something lying a around, out or, of a slide, all that yeah. type of thing. That's yeah. absolutely fine, no problem. But um, I mean, you don't even in the the first case that I had, I got a letter in four months after an apparent accident even happened. Um, I mean, at a time when you couldn't even chase up your CCTV and stuff because there'd be nothing there. In some cases, you don't even have records of somebody being in your facility and they're telling you that they had an injury. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and the solicitors are not helping the matter, of course, because they're only too happy to take the business. Uh, what I've heard is that a file can be an inch thick when it comes to doing normal work um, and probates and selling houses and all that we're uh, in a solicitor's and it can be just a couple of pages thick on a personal injury claim. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit... It's of, handy work for a good handy few work quid. for a yeah. good few quid more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. All right, well, look, th- th- there is a plan there, of course, by government to try and reduce it. Well, I know there's a new review of the Personal Injuries Board, which may help somewhat. That's probably around November time. It happens every three years that the Book of Quantum is yeah. um, is reduced. Um, and Sorry, is looked at and we we. we desperately need that reduced. The Judicial Council bill went through the Senate the other night and we need that to quickly form and then the Garda, the Garda Fraud Unit, Niall, is so important because can imagine if you were thinking to yourself, like that nightclub in, incident that you mentioned years ago um, if that person in their head before they thought about claiming taught themselves well, you know what, this probably is exaggerated or fraudulent and I could get prosecuted at the end so maybe I won't do that and if we had a Garda Fraud Unit, that's what would happen that these things could be prosecuted and at the moment we don't have that. So if so, more people were being being charged with fraudulent yeah, claims. Yeah, like you can take your chance now and nothing's going to happen to you. Like I could just say now that I was 
talking to you on the phone and I went up to Classic Hits and I fell in the corridor. And that's, you know... There's oh, yeah, it's Classic gonna, Hits' fault because we, we rang you and we asked you to come on. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing's going nothing's gonna, to... I mean, you can't prosecute me. But if this uh, Garda Fraud unit came in, we could. Yeah. So that could be great. Well, listen, I wish you luck. Um, unfortunately, the date... What, the 25th? Is, is that the day that you're supposed to close? It's 24 days left. It's 29th. Oh, 29th. All right, OK. Um, I hope that doesn't happen, Linda. And Thank I hope you very to, much. I hope for your sake, for your staff's sake, and for all the kids in the area, because there'll be nowhere for them to go, which is something that's very important too. There was three centres here... Um, six or seven years ago. I'm the last one. So um, right. if I close, there's absolutely nowhere for kids under the age of six to go. Right. So they'll be all brought up to RD or down to Blanchardstown or whatever it has to be. Until to... until something happens there. All right. Listen, uh, good luck to you, Linda. And I, and Thank I you wish so you well. Much. All right. Thanks, Niall. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.